No pressure. It's just Sundance. It's just Sundance, man. <laughs> Dude, I was upset that the that I was like, oh, I, I can buy a ticket to to uh, Infinity Pool, and then you get all the way to checkout, then it tells you it's sold out. It's like that's rude. It's like you can't label that, that sold out. It's like how hard is that? Uh, but you know what? Uh, I know you're you're actually are at work today, so let's. Uh... No, I'm. I love. Oh, you're okay. So, well, that's good. Then we can we can. I'm this, out of there. This I'm could, out of there. This could be easier and and much more relaxed. So let's let's take a uh, let's take a look at two not relaxing films. One is uh-huh. kind of emotionally fraught, and one is kind of an action movie. Uh, both of which open. Oh God, when do they? Do they open this weekend? I know. One did. Plane open this weekend. Missing's next week. Missing is next week. Let's talk about plane first, then, since it is already out. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, the latest uh, action film starring one uh, Gerard Butler. Uh, directed by a Frenchman, Jean-Francois Richet. Uh, who apparently this is his first English language film. Which is also misleading because there's a lot of Tagalog in here. Um, So it was funny that I, one of the few people that probably got that reference, most Americans don't know what Tagalog is and it's the native Philippine language. And by native, I mean, it's kind of this mishmash of like 36 other languages since the poor Philippines have just been abused over history. Um, But no, so Gerard Butler, uh, uh, Mike Coulter of, um, of Marvel fame, Luke Cage, uh, Tony Goldwyn, who's always great, especially in this kind of smarmy dickhead role that he has going on here. Um, Daniela Pineda, uh, as the chief, uh, flight attendant on the, the, the plane. Uh, and yeah, so let's talk about this. It seems patently ridiculous when you look at it. Uh, Gerard Butler's the pilot of a plane, passenger plane problems, has to land it, makes the ridiculous landing. In other films, that's the film. Is the flight, the tragedy, and the, oh my God, he managed to land the plane and not kill everyone. Sure, and, and, and in a funny way, that's the, the, film's, the film's title suggests that's the film. Right? Um, but it's also not misleading by the time you get through the, the rest of the movie, which is nice. Um but yeah, but that's just the beginning. They he crash lands on this mining road. Sorry, he controlled landings on this mining road on this island in the Philippines that even the Philippine military won't go to anymore uh, because of insurgents and rebels and cartels and everything else that's going on there. Um, and of course, they know that a plane has crashed or landed, and they go and capture the the, the passengers. Uh, what's great is it's not a full plane. I think. The fact that this is a New Year's Eve flight and it's a very small group of passengers uh, is both realistic and it simplifies the film a lot. It makes it easier to deal with all of the insanity that comes 
after that, which is putting all the passengers on this little, it looks like an airport bus um, mm-hmm. and, and taking them away and you know, grabbing video of who they are so that they can try to ransom them to get money for you know their cause because that's what these people do. Um, I, I know you're not a huge Gerard Butler action fan necessarily. Oh, I'm not. You I, 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 I don't not look forward to, I mean, um, I'm okay with Gerard Butler. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't want to imply that you hate Gerard Butler by any stretch. No, no, of no, I don't. I, no, no, absolutely not. And, and some of his films are more enjoyable than others. Usually, uh, as in most cases, it's not him as much as the script. Right. Um, that he chooses. Um, but no, I mean, I think that you can, you know, I mean, it, what, what do we want from an action hero? Well, he checks off most of, if not all of those boxes, uh, you know, right. but he, I might not cast him in, in a high drama or anything, but no, no he's, he's, he's more than serviceable. I mean, look in the, you know, he, he's far more interesting to watch than, than, uh, Steven Seagal or, you know, I mean, all the, they, there's a lot of B rank action stars over the years that are, are far worse. Oh yes. Uh, well, it, well because, uh, you're Seagal, like as an example, Seagal has like one mode. It's monotone, and you you get Seagal. But Butler feels like a guy that when he needs to yell, he's actually yelling. And well, when yeah, he I mean, needs I mean, to be, when he needs to almost be sad, you you feel that. So he's not without, not an untalented actor. No, and to be fair to him, he's done a wide wider range of things. Action seems to be where he's fit in yeah. the best. Um, but he has done other stuff as well. So no, I'm, I'm totally, you know, I don't look at the George Butler film and go, oh, gosh, this is going to be awful. <laughs> um, but I also, I also don't look at it and go, well, this is going to be a masterpiece. Right. Um, and, and I don't think this at any point, this film, um, really tries to be anything more than it is. And this is something we've talked about quite a bit over the years that, that, you know, if a film knows what it is and is, is, and does what it is well, um, that and if that's not easy to do and if they can pull that off um good for them they've they've made a, a film that will be enjoyed by people who want to see that film it may not bring in people who aren't typically an action fan i mean right. this is you know this film could have been a summer blockbuster in the the uh late 80s early 90s yeah i mean it's not so far-fetched to think that the, at, at, it's so it's kind of bizarre that we're getting this in january for one thing um, but it's also a good thing that we're getting this in January because it's suggesting that, uh, you know, film studios are finally getting it through their thick skulls that it's not the time of year. Yes, you'll get more people at a certain point of the year, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you won't get anybody in January. You'll get people in January if you have the right film. Um, and, and I think, you know, this is a film that you, you probably want to see in the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it it works better in a theater than than it would be at home. Um, Philly, yes. There's really a sense of drama. Well, I mean, the bad guys in this film are really bad people. Yes. And that's that's you know, and they're they are you know there there is that sense of danger, even if we know where a lot of the story is going to go. Um, there is a chance that we're going to lose a lot of people along the way in this. And that, that is higher stakes than, than some of these films, um, you know, put out there. We lose um, a couple people early. 
Um, and, and, and it would lose a couple on the ground. So, So I mean, you, and when you have a small group to begin with, you know, so I, 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 I appreciate that aspect of it. I think that's good. Um, this is mostly about Gerard Butler's character, uh, um, the captain, the captain trying to take care of his passengers. Being, yes, being being the ultimate captain and feeling responsible for all these people. Um, but, you know, and they've, they've slid in this this little side story, sort of, that he is trying to fly home to, to be with his daughter for New Year's. Um, and we don't know exactly the circumstances of their relationship and, and whatnot. And, and so that's also revealed through the film, mm-hmm. um, which is a nice little touch. Uh, and they don't overplay it, which is no, nice. They don't, no. And th- there are a few things that they do that it's like, well, why did you do that if it doesn't make any difference in the end um, sort of moments? But uh, not a lot of those. And I mean, generally speaking, if you want an action film and you're okay with just one that's kind of generic but entertaining, uh, you know, this is this is fine. This is yeah, uh, a solid action film yeah and i i think it's uh, you saw it there was a screening tuesday but then you you had to you had to see it later i just skipped the screening because of the household disaster yeah um so uh thanks to sarah blue uh for getting me adam passes to see this uh yesterday in the theater with actual paying customers and uh but i had heard uh, you know i normally when we see stuff early i try not to read the earlier reviews um, and, but I had seen and, and just kind of caught wind that people were kind of surprised that this was getting fairly good reviews from critics, not from audiences, from critics. And I was like, well, that's, you know, it's kind of surprising. Okay. I didn't read them, but I was like, I just, I got that vibe. So I went in, I watched, it. I was like, I, I can see why, because yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a generic action film, but it is in a lot of ways kind of, I, one hesitates to use the word nuance. Um, but we get, uh, you know, professional responsibility we get corporate uh ass covering we get um political conflict between the u.s and the philippines you know and and the internal philippine structure but none of it seems unreasonable it seems almost expected i mean the most the most ridiculous part is the fact that they decided to move mike coulter's prisoner (laughs) <laughs> on this i mean but that happens they move prisoners and they often do it without telling the crew until they show up at the door because yeah. they try and, to do yeah, that so, so mean, again so yeah it, maybe his background might be a little hollywood but that circumstance isn't really i mean and, and it's and it's not like gerard butler plays this you know indomitable hero in this he gets the crap kicked out of him a lot in this movie yeah. but he's just trying you know it's I hate to use the Die Hard comparison, but this is actually probably more of what Die Hard might have been if John McClane had actually accidentally been invited to the Christmas party and didn't know anybody. Because Gerard Butler is, is sure. only here and only doing what he's doing because he is responsible for the souls on that plane. And every pilot theoretically feels that way. Um, you know, he has a military background, but again it's not like he was special forces he flew cargo aircraft for the raf and he makes it a point he goes i was fine with that because that got me into commercial so it's not like oh i wanted to be a soldier my whole life but you know it 
it, it it's plausible enough. And I know a lot of guys that love that in the Air Force. They love flying heavies because then they can transition easier to, to commercial air. So, I mean, again, so for me, it's like, yeah, that rings true. So, again, it, so, yeah, it's but there's a lot of little, the, all the little machinations. Tony Goldwyn's character, you know, I need a press relief release for every single possible outcome crash and everyone's dead yeah. crash and some people don't we don't know where it is you know did it ghost like the malaysia flight you know you know he, he's the, the corporate troubleshooter he goes oh and we're not going to be able to get the military involved i'm already on the phone with private assets to try to figure out what's going. i mean again all of that actually does happen uh you know whether it is just corporate covering your ass or corporate trying to be prepared for everything but not say too much uh so, so again it's yeah it's it is it's nuanced for an action film, but it is still an action film. But it's a but it's but they, a, but it's but a pretty they, good one. Yeah, but they still land the plane on the road, you know. Right. Well, so, yeah. My I mean, my problem isn't that he landed it on the road. It's it's the second landing. Yeah. With the yeah. double with the double so, whip t- uh, double wing tip, t- and I was like, okay. Uh, but I was like, fine. Yeah. I will give it to you. But but again, because everything else is reasonable. You can put a couple things because it is an action film and it's not trying to be much more than an action film. It's the Jaws it's, rule. It, it want, yeah. So it, 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 it just wants to be realistic enough mm-hmm. that it can, you know, that it can put you in the situation and it can entertain you. And, and I think that's what it does. Um, you know, and we live in a world where, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is it, should we see it or should we not see it? Yeah, if you if you looked at this and thought, well, that could be fun. Yes. Yes, you you're correct. It, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I mean I won't be talking about this. I mean, I I don't this is not a generic enough film that I will forget that I saw it. Right. Even though the title suggests that it it, it is a generic enough film that you'll forget, but I, I will remember that I saw this and I will remember that I enjoyed it. I, I might not remember, you know, every single plot point, and, and yeah. I, but that my general feeling is, is you could go to the theater, you could see this and you will not feel like you wasted your time. Right. That was, I mean, well, it's, that's, that's what my wife said. We got there. She goes, well, that was good. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah. You know, it's, uh-huh. uh, it's good. And I love the fact that I did see the one story where they wanted to like plane was a placeholder name. And then they kept trying to come yeah. up with other names. And Gerard Brutley goes, nah, it's plain. It's just plain. And he just kept going, no, it's plain. And then that's what we wound up with is plain. So it's well, like, I mean, yeah. like you could, you could throw out like, uh, the, you know, if this was the, the, the 70s or 80s and it's, you know, like crash landing on Devil's Island or, right. uh, you know, Island of the Dams. Of course, that's more core. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and that wouldn't necessarily be inaccurate, but. You know, yeah, it it wouldn't have been, but I I just love that he was just like nah. It's like and that and that is actually one of those other things about Gerard Butler that's great is he he actually understands the people that go watch his movies. Um, and and he appreciates the people that appreciate that he's trying to do the best job that he can do in a project that he picks, which a lot yeah. of other actors can't say. Sure, um, sure. So no, I, yeah, I. I I would never say that Gerard Butler phoned something in. No, nope. at least I, I, that doesn't seem possible. No, I, I, I don't. And like and, I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Fallen trilogy, which I guess we're going to yeah. get another one at some point. Um, but again, a lot of that is 
is how much how likable Gerard Butler is. You know, so he's he's likable. I mean, has he played a, yeah. like a villain villain at some point? I don't know. Does the Phantom of the Opera count as a villain? Uh, know. You know what? But, uh, I have yet to watch Phantom of the Opera. I understand it's terrible. Uh, not great. Um, but but no, I mean, but he but, played. But, but but let me point out just real quickly: it's not great, and it's not necessarily George Butler's fault. I've I've uh, also me, heard that. There, a lot of that has to do with the, the way it was directed. Right. Uh, but no, I I honestly I don't know that he's played a a villain. No, he plays morally compromised characters quite a bit. But I, I you know, yeah, I don't think so. They, I I think they, I would like to see a straight up bad guy mm-hmm. i i think that might be interesting i mean could he could he do a one-off bond villain not like a four film yeah. blowfell yeah. but could I, I, that might be interesting i mean a la, yeah, you know. i mean uh because sean bean did that yeah in you know goldeneye so uh could that that, that might be an interesting or even like a mission impossible villain yeah uh, maybe okay. not the head villain but like an up there villain not like an odd job yeah you know but i i think it'd be interesting to see him do that uh yeah so playing surprisingly entertaining uh yeah. uh yeah and good fun But hey, look, if you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe if you're on YouTube, click follow wherever you're listening to us, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at VS Movie Podcast, same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening. And now let's get back to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The other one uh, we, we saw this past week, which comes out this coming week, the 20th, uh, is Missing, which is... A sequel, not sequel, to the 2019, 2020 uh, film, uh, Searching? I think a 19. Yeah, I, uh, it, uh, if I remember correctly, it was it, it was a Sundance film, and I think it was a Sundance film while they were still in person. Right. So, yeah, so. 2019 feels right. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, that, the John Cho film, uh, where his daughter goes missing... And he's trying to help the police find her, but he's doing it all through social media accounts and texts and video. And, and so it's, it's like a, it's like a COVID film pre COVID, which yeah. uh, is interesting. And I'm going to comment on this thing as we go, but in this one missing, um, uh, a daughter, uh, her mom and her boyfriend fail to arrive at an airport when she is supposed to pick them up after returning from a trip to Columbia 
Ecuador. I believe it was Ecuador. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so she, uh, reports her mother missing and, and starts assisting the police as much as she can. Um, and again, it's done, you know, she's trying to get into emails and video and dating profiles and all of this other stuff. But, uh, it does tie back to the first one in that she, uh, the film opens with a recreation, uh, of, on a Netflix series about the first film. Of, of of the disappearance in the first one, which I, which I thought was great. And they, yeah. I love that they just keep kind of meta referencing that show on Netflix. Um, so that was good. So yeah, this searching missing fairly generic titles. Um, but again, these are, these are films that are designed to be, exposed layer by layer because not everything is out there. It's, Oh, she gets access to this and we, we get this piece of information and we have to integrate it with what we knew before and try to interpret it. But then you get another piece of information, which now makes you rethink everything that you already thought you knew. And they do this over and over and over and over and over again, uh, just as they did in the first film. Uh, in a vacuum, this is okay. Uh, I think it works better as a set um, because you can kind of see both sides of the familial relationship. You have a parent that tries, tries to figure out about their kid, but then realizes they don't really know their kid. Um, and then in this one, you have a, a, a child that doesn't necessarily appreciate their parent until faced with the prospect of, losing that parent and then learning things about them and then, you know, figuring out how to appreciate them as they move forward um, amongst other various uh, convoluted subplots. So, uh, so for me, I think the value is in the set, not necessarily in either individual film, unless you like to watch how many twists can we put in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Um, and that's what you get a lot of in this. I, I, I don't know where you fell. Um, well, you know, I, I, I had forgotten I'd seen the first film, which I watched uh, earlier and, this, I, I watched last weekend and, and people had to, you know, the, the, the people around me actually had to talk about the film and say, no, no, it was this. It was, and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I remember seeing that film. Um, but the fact that, uh, they had to go into into depth and to to remind me that I'd seen it. It's really a bad sign, and unfortunately, I don't think that this this film is going to have much more of a, a lasting uh, presence in you know. Or uh, I just it, it's it's fine, uh, right? I don't know that at any point it's terrible. Um, there are a lot of things that I, it, it's a script that isn't. Okay, we just we just talked about plane, and one of the yeah. nice things about plane is that it felt like a lot of the things were plausible. Right, that this is the way things would actually get handled in the real world. Um, there are moments in this film where things are handled in a way that they would not be handled in the real world. Um, they they exist only to serve the narrative of the script. Um, and to try to, I guess, build sort of suspense and whatnot. Yeah, and, and that, that's the, the thing. And both films are, are 
completely predicated on the idea that not only does every person now leave this digital trail wherever they go, yeah. but they seem to exist in a world in which their webcam is always on and broadcasting or recording. Um, and in, even in this film, and in both films, even when they're away from their phone or their computer and doing stuff, if they're like outside, it's you always see it in terms of like news footage on yeah, a TV screen yeah. or something. So you don't you, you they never break the conceit of the screen, even if it doesn't make any logical sense. And I think the the ultimate problem with these two films, and I know they're going to make another one because they're cheap. And they're going to make enough money to make another one. But I think the problem with this is this. I, I equated this. Um, this is like the found footage film. In, And I think it has really kind of already run its course. Because um, during COVID, this conceit was kind of used just for filmmakers to keep making movies. Um, you know, they would do you know, kind of project films with their friends so that they all wouldn't lose their minds while they were in lockdown. And, but I think, I think really as a, as a genre, this, this, this is like the 21st century found footage film. And I yeah. think it's, it's done. And, and the problem with it again, is that it, it's married so much to the conceit of it has, you have, we have to see it through a screen that, they have to stick to it even when it doesn't make sense. Whereas at least in the found footage, they give you kind of this half-hearted reason why everyone has a camera. And then they stitch the, the footage together to with, from that, which still at least makes a little more sense than some of just some of the cinematic choices they make in these. Like I said, we, when you know we're looking at, like we're looking from behind their screen, but we're made to be understanding that we're seeing what their webcam sees, like we're that eye. So like yeah. narratively, it doesn't make any sense. Um, whereas in the old found footage stuff, at least they explained why there is footage from all of these different viewpoints, if there's more than two. Uh, and a yeah. lot of times, you know, like Blair Witch was really like one, I think most of the time. So yeah, so yeah, so it's it's just it's it's a this is this is a a harder conceit to stick with, and and so I hope it goes away. Well, and uh, yeah, I I I really did not find anything in the film to be all that compelling. Um, The twists were just eh, you know eh. because this this is a is a film that purposefully um, hides things from you in a way that feels like cheating sometimes Mm -hmm. or feels like, I don't know. I mean, which which is weird because that, that argument is, is what a lot of people uh, use to, to try to tell me why I should hate glass onion. Um, Yeah. But glass onion is straightforward with it. Right. Um, like it, 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 it tells you it's going to mess with you. It, 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 uh, the way that it's structured, the way that, I mean, there's, there's actually a lot of articles that have been coming out about how it really signals, you know, in ways that, you know, you might not initially notice that this is what's going to happen. Yep. But I think with, but glass onions smarter, it's more entertaining. It's more, 
it, it feels plausible in the world that it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that is our world necessarily. <laughs> right. You know, I don't. But but whatever world it is that that the, the that film takes place in, it feels real. Whereas this one. I don't. It, it it feels like they kept going. Like they had some ideas. They kept stapling more ideas onto those ideas, yep. and um, the ending. I I don't know. It just it just feels like oh really that's the way you're going to go with this. Okay. Um, yeah, that right, was a weird right. left turn. Um, you know, it, it's like that's that's great, and and they'll say hey, but yeah, we signaled this early on, and it was like well yeah, you sort of did. But ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I'm not going to remember this movie in, in, you know, who knows, two weeks, a month. I, I, well, I, don't well, know. I know it's, it's, it's going to be washed out of your brain by Sundance and yeah. then, so, and then mean, Marvel and then like, Shyamalan's got a movie and then, and yeah. there's, you know, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going to push this out of your brain. And yeah, it's just, it, it just, it is what it is. And they, I guess it's fine, but I don't any more films like this right I, um, yeah I don't, you can I have don't a, either you can have you know but I mean this, the, the found footage thing was, was very similar though in the sense that there were a couple good films that came out of it some early on some in the middle some later you know um, but for the most part they were just largely forgettable mm-hmm. movies that uh, won't have any sort of lasting power no um, so, but I think I think this one know. has run its course faster yeah, than, than probably because. Yeah, I mean, there's it's, it's, it's. Yeah, I, I I don't I you know whereas with plane, plane is a better film than this, but not by a ton. <laughs> it, but enough so that it would be like you don't need to see missing, like there's there's really no, you won't get out of it, whatever you know, your time, your money. Right. Um, I, I guess if, if you really want popcorn, um, you right. know, maybe this is an excuse, but it just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really care less. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it, and, and it's ironically going to theaters when really this should have gone straight to streaming. At, Easily least, th- at least then, you know, you're kind of playing into the, the basis of the film. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and, and and really, it should have gone to Netflix, which which would have been meta meta. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 it it's ultimately forgettable. Like I said, the only the only greater value I found was looking at the two, having watched the two of them so close together, but but in a vacuum, yeah, neither one is particularly you know great at all. Um, and again, it just feels like they just you know twist for twist's sake. And you're right, they do hide, purposefully hide information, and then they tell you about it after the fact. Um, oh, and that's why this just happened. And But it, we're already at the end, so it you know, makes no difference moving forward, because we're already at the end. So it's just... Yeah, yeah at, least it's glass, just, at least Glass Onion does it midway through. Yeah. Or, and then you, you know, rethink I mean, what it, you saw, and you're like, oh, I did see that. that. Yeah. I did see that. Anyway. That's what that yeah. meant. It, you know, they don't they don't really retcon anything. Whereas this just hides no, everything until the end. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that is, that is missing, uh, from, I don't even know who the director on this thing is. Oh, two, it took two directors for this. Nicholas Johnson and Will Merrick, uh, who actually co-wrote the screenplay. So, 
yeah, that's just, it's not, it's not, not that good at all. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, this week, uh, there's one screening, which I am not going to make. Uh, and that would be 80 for Brady, which comes out in a couple weeks, uh, because we are getting ready for Sundance. Uh, which starts on Thursday. Uh, and it's on Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's just not going to happen. Uh, so uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, so I'll be posting stuff there, links to stuff there uh, as we go through because we're going to try to watch a buttload of movies again in four days or four and a half days. We'll see how that goes. So um, it is now Sunday. It is snowing in Utah, at least where I am at. I don't know what it's like in beautiful downtown Salt Lake. Uh, if you guys are getting snowed out there. Yeah. Very wet. It was very wet. Yeah. Uh, all I know, uh, fun fact, my new sump pump works. Hey. <laughs> yeah. My downstairs is still destroyed. Now we're in the rebuild section of our program from earlier this week. But the uh, uh, the water is gone and the wet stuff is gone. And hopefully in a few weeks we'll have a fully functioning basement again. So that would be that would be awesome so um thanks for listening thanks for joining us you know where we are twitter facebook rss wherever you want to listen to us or watch us like follow subscribe all that good stuff uh we'll get you through sundance and then we'll be back with some big releases in february ant-man uh knock at the cabin from Shyamalan. Uh, i'm actually looking forward to that so uh, we'll see how those go uh Dungeons and Dragons in March, Evil Dead Rise in April. There's lots of good stuff coming. There's lots of good stuff coming. So stay tuned, stay safe. And until we talk again, I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. Uh, And we will talk to you all later.